0: It's another session with the Tri Tech Games Podcast, starring Bruce, John, Trav, Pixie. So sit back and groove with us, cats, as we spin another session of the Tri Tech Games Podcast. Yes. Here's our host. We conclude our series on Fringeworthy in the World the Greyhawk. We start with Bruce explaining how much he likes the Drow.
1: Not my favorites, not my favorites. Overpowered, you know, always a problem. Oh no! There, this this setting is the one where you go from
2: the hill giants to the frost giants to the fire giants to the drow, where yeah. you first meet that lovely eight legged lady known as Lolth, mm-hmm. and that is where the expedition to the demon web pits are. Basically, it, from what I understand, it's a rehash of that drow module. You know, G one two and three and D one two and three. Everybody right. knows those modules, yeah. I mm-hmm. did. As I said, as I said, the and and if you do want to include, well, you have your one pop culture geek in the group, and he's sort of like, Well, because we found fictional settings out here, you have this guy who happens to know this, and he realizes it's Greyhawk, he's gonna be looking, he's gonna be rattling off these names like, Oh dude, the barrier peaks and you know, Lolf and you know, Greyhawk, mm-hmm. and they're like settle down there, you're foaming, you know. But yeah, and then
0: and then he stops and says Okay, keep your eyes up in the sky. Why? Dragons? No. Ships.
2: Well, because of the spell jamming, and Mm -hmm. if you look really close, you might see a castle floating in the clouds, but that's over near the Barrier Peaks.
0: Yeah. Details, details. Yeah,
2: but but (laughs) as I said, it's just, this is an iconic setting. There is so much that that Dungeons & Dragons, the game, these two are the concept of Dungeons and Dragons and the World of Greyhawk are that interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Even if you are, let's say, you're playing a Ferunian character or even a Dragonlance character, the spells there still, they did not switch them over. They did not say, well, in this setting, it's known as this. No, they still used, let's see, for the mansion spell, Morden Kanan's Mansion. Mm-hmm. Morden Kanan was an Orth Mage. And yet his spells became that famous on Toril, and on Crin, as did Tasha and Otto and Bigby. Uh, mm-hmm. What other name spells?
0: Oh, like, there's a there's a like bunch. I can't I can't the, remember them the all.
2: whoever of Elona Elona I believe, was an elven goddess.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Either, uh, from G- or- either from Gygax's either from Guy campaign, for or from Arneson's campaign. Or from one of the other uh, luminaries of the old uh, technical studies ro- uh, uh, research group.
2: But there was um, uh, Heward, hence Candy Habersack. The backpack yep. weighed five pounds, but you could carry 120 pounds of stuff in it.
0: The first portable, the first, the first bag of holding.
2: Yeah, technically, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this campaign setting is just, it's where it all started. It is where you got all of these things that we know and love from D and D today, mm-hmm. and there's still information about it. As I said, John has been using the Greyhawk wiki on uh, Wikia.com. I am yeah. a member of Cannon Fire, the fan-run Greyhawk site that was co-created by Eric Mona, who now works for Paizo and does Pathfinder. I think uh, it's-
0: actually, what uh, it's Grey wiki.
2: Oh no! Oh, okay. Well, the one I've been using was the Greyhawk Wiki from uh, Greyhawk.wikia.com.
0: Ah, see, so I've been using it's uh, it's it's actually greyparticle.com, but it, you can look for. Oh this.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, hold it, hold it. Yeah, let me let me switch back here real quick.
0: Um, S- slapped a link to it in the in the ch- in our chat.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. The Cannonfire Crier. The Greyhawk Wiki has been has been up at its new home. Wiki.GrayParticle.com. Yes, the announcements right here at the top. Yes, thank you, John. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's here mm. at Cannonfire. So this is their official Cannonfire's mm. official wiki for Greyhawk.
0: Yeah, and the, and I'm also looking at Greyhawkery, which has some uh, not as in depth and details the other ones, but it does cover some things. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole. I mean, there's a whole. I mean, you have your choice in information out there. And uh, yeah, and a lot of these modules are are are, are getting reprinted. I think uh, I think th- th- uh, they were reprinting a bunch of the modules and making them available on their on on their website at one time. Well,
2: Wizards, yeah, had a lot of it. Well, until they stopped uh, three point five. I yeah. downloaded a lot of those modules for free. Yes, I partook of that site big time when it was three point oh three point five. But no, um. Over the course of this mini series I'm doing, you're going to be we're we're, we're going to be uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman and dialing that Wayback machine big time. Because mm-hmm. at least the first 3, this one or at the World of Greyhawk, the next one I will be doing and I will be getting help with this from Pixie because mm-hmm. Pixie knows about Forgotten Realms from various computer games including Neverwinter Nights. So I will be trying to get Josie back up here to Michigan so we can sit down and hash this out. Because there, there are those times when when Pixie and I, when she was still up here in Michigan, we had our it, the Aspie wavelength, folks. We would just get going. Yeah. And we'd be working for hours. <laughs> um, oh, no. It was a thing of beauty. We, we, would, uh, we were very good sounding boards for each other. That's one of the reasons when I found out she was moving. I'm like, anyways. Dragon Lance. When that came out, as I said, a former cast member on my show uh, basically told me, yeah, that's what she got into D&D with, was second edition in Dragonlance. So these three settings kind of going old school here, and you older mm-hmm. gamers are going to appreciate it because we're revisiting mm-hmm. these for the purposes of bringing Fringe into the them.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah, I got
2: all these old books and everything, and, and trust me, and you can ask Pixie, I have converted a second edition character to Pathfinder. It took me 15 minutes because yep. there is 2e to 3e, 3e to 3.5, 3.5 to Pathfinder. I've got all the PDFs. Josie watched me do it. So all that second edition stuff that you can do for all these old settings, you can play them with Pathfinder rules. Yep. So, yep. And, of course, Pathfinder is backward compatible with OGL, so Fringeworthy D20. It all works. A little yep. bit of work, it can be done. So that's why I wanted to do this series. It's kind of for the older gamers, and it's also kind of a way to bring the younger gamers to check out these classic settings.
0: Yeah, and one thing, Travis, one reason why uh, there'd be reason why people would want to visit here, because we're talking, you know, middle. Uh, middle middle campaign, basically. But at that time, there's going to be, uh, I you know, Earth Prime is probably not the big dog in the on the pond anymore. There's probably a lot of folks, and of course, you got folks like the Bureau Thirteen folks, and the other Magic Worlds, like the, the one we you know, two two you know two worlds over two portal two nodes over Skyrim. You know, imagine you know twenty years in the future, we're going to have Skyrim fringe really walking around as well. I can imagine a team. Uh, a team put together of of, of magic users—they would love to come to this place. Oh no, no! Just as
2: to... I said, as I said, John, yeah. I mentioned this in a previous—and yeah. I forget which one—but after the middle campaign, mm-hmm. it would behoove you to have even a low-level mage on a team.
0: Yeah. yeah, and
2: some just somebody who may have trained for a little bit In banger main for a year. You know, Colonel Talbot said. Yeah, sure, put them in Bangor, Maine. They'll be back in 24 hours. They come back, wow, that was the toughest year I've ever been through. <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to have that little not working knowledge of magic. It's great that you have like an anthropologist who may have studied all the magical theory as part of the trade and technology agreement between mm-hmm. Earth Prime and Positive 13, but to have an actual finger wiggler, it could be a wizard, it could be it could be a yeah. modern day priest who's taken up divine magic. Yeah, he may his healing may only be able to stabilize a person. He can't do like, you know, 3d8 10 or whatever. But still to have somebody who can practically use magic and it's not theoretical on the team just to have them. Because yeah, yeah. even if you have that little bit of magic, it still can be an edge. And I that's why it's just me in the Middle to late part of the middle campaign and on, having even a minor magic user on your team, and even if that's not their prime function, just somebody who happened to pick up magic along the way would be good to have just for a lot of you know, worlds that might have magic or might have strange mythological based creatures or fantasy creatures. Just to have that extra bit of knowledge is like, okay, I'm seeing a Pegasus, yeah, let me start trying to tech magic. Okay, it worked. I'm not detecting magic here, but the spell went off. Yes, magic works. That will help a team adapt to the world better, knowing that they have to deal with magic and the supernatural.
0: Yeah, but uh, I would imagine that there would be, more, you know, more teams that actually have more, you know, you know, homegrown magic users as well. I mean, yeah, it's quite, yeah. We don't know what
2: where we, you pick up somebody from a world that oh I want to go adventure with you guys and after they go through the 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 Alice Springs training you take them back to Earth Prime and they go through the training six months there.
0: Alice Springs? They, they could have gone through training on, on Victorian Earth. They could have gone through training on with the with the with the Mongolians. You know, 20 years, everyone's gonna be a little bit more advanced in, in their technology.
2: Yeah, well, because <laughs> again, we've already proven, and it's funny because I talked to Jeff about this, you know, Jeff the ref, you know, Josie yeah. cousin, mm-hmm. And I and we did the I told him because he is a huge Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. Bruce has seen Jeff's Star Trek uniform at continuum.
1: I've seen him so, on it every time he, he comes on Skype, he's wearing well, it. Well, yeah, but I mean you've <clears> seen <throat> him done up in the the
2: original series movie uniform, sure, the red sure. tunic black pants. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I discussed with him would the people in Fringeworthy have a prime directive? And he thought about it. And I said, Oh no, we dismant- we took the long way around. We could have dismantled it in five minutes, but we had two hours to fill. There is no way that United would have a prime directive because they want to uplift everybody. They want a level playing field among the people they know. Yeah,
1: and they and they need all that stuff out there that people have, and they're willing. I won't say exploit, but they're but they're willing to. They definitely want to make their needs known, and that means they have to be they have to reveal themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, you have this place that we can rest and recuperate. And you know you have healers that'll help us. Tell you what, instead of these you know bronze swords, we're gonna give you these ones that are made of a much stronger metal that will cut a lot better. You'll be able to you know hunt better and you know hack wood better to make your homes. And oh by the way, we have better way to make homes too. You
0: know.
2: Yeah. Oh, use and air. Lift the people around them. So they're not having to, if, if only to, here, here's a way to treat wounds so you're not dying. Oh, by the way, don't drink downstream from a battlefield. You know, things like that. Yeah. Things that many medieval and pre medieval cultures didn't know. And then they wonder why they were sick and dying. Yeah.
0: Well, you, you also have, uh, well, there would be some competition with the Victorians who also think they own everything, you know, and they yeah. you know, and the thing is, the, the trick here is don't create dependencies. So, I'm not going to give you a better sword. I'm going I'm to teach you how to make a better sword. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you, you just give it, give it to them, them you they'll might never give learn. The
2: first one To show them what it's like. Yeah. And then, okay, here's how to make more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And not I just say
2: give them that. I meant give them the ability to make their own, not just. Give yeah. them a and say, have at it. No.
0: Yeah. It really depends on the point of view of the two different two different cultures. I hate to say it, the Victorians would tend to be more of a, here you go, here's another load of, of, of flintlocks for you.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, they're, you know, Earth <laughs> they see your friend there from Earth Prime has that one that fires, you know, 60 bullets in a second. We're yes, getting but, this one. It takes us 10 minutes to reload. What yes, gives. But, yeah.
0: The, what gives is that you can make your own gunpowder for these. Those you got to buy the bullets from them
2: yeah see and and the Victorians, I'm sorry, the Victorians tended to be a little more exploitative, I guess would be the term of l- yeah. tech cultures, yeah, Earth prime would have learned the lessons between the hundred fifty years of history between the two and just be like, we're not going to no, no well, first all,
0: remember this is the- Victor- this the, the Victorian earth is a place that reconquered the lost colonies. Yes, and they basically well, have uh,
2: Americans had their way for a little while, but we taught them the error of their ways, and they're back now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And they and they pretty much have. It doesn't. The sun does. The sun does. The sun does set in their empire, but only for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> and they do cover you know from from the, at least the east side of the Americas all the way to uh, Singapore, Hong Kong. Wow. <laughs>
2: Okay, well, as, a, as, as <laughs> to get back to the Greyhawk, yeah, 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 Greyhawk, yeah. You
0: t- you, you, you have-
2: would like it because it would be it's a good stop off. Yeah. United would like it because it's a good stop off. The other rate, the other Earth human races like the Romans and the Erders and the Norlanders would all find common out. Oh, especially the Golden Horde. Uh, one of yeah. the races in there is very similar to them, and they would just be like, okay, they would they would. They would see similarities in themselves. Yeah, I would see. interesting, and of course, because these six human ethnicities have more than a passing similarity to current cultures on Earth Prime, Mm -hmm. it would be a fantastic anthropological study, because I put it on negative 70 prime. That's a parallel Earth anthropologists would be going nuts going "Ooh, this culture is like this but on this earth they went in this path oh let's find how they could have went that way so it would be anthropological
0: oh yeah depending on you if you agree with Bruce's uh, opinion of different races, I mean the, the one that basically looks like Aztecs at least from else's point of view Aztecs Mesoamericans they look and say okay they basically have an Aztec style government and they're still in power how many hundred years now? Yeah, what? What?
2: Well, it's probably, well, it's because in that well, in this world, they didn't have Spaniards coming in either shooting them with guns. Oh no, or, no, you have
0: to understand the, the the Aztecs were were all the Spaniards did was provide the 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 match. You know who took out Montezuma? Montezuma and the Aztecs. It wasn't the Spaniards. It was all the other tribes. They 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 got the fight with them. The Spaniards were maybe one person in a hundred.
2: I heard it was a lot of <laughs> disease took a lot. Well, of that too, that yeah. too.
0: But they but they arrayed an army of of, of other other uh, 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 tribes and kingdoms to go against the Aztecs, and they were just waiting for somebody to stand up and do that, and it could have happened. Internally basically, our you know anthropologists say uh, the Aztec Empire probably I mean the Aztec Empire was near basically hundred and so years old, which defeated another empire which kind of was the same way, they may have only lasted another 10, 20 years, 20, 30 years before they would have been overthrown again. Now, to have a, a consistent Aztec style empire that has lasted for more than a hundred years, yeah. Something's going on here, of course. The thing going on is they have working gods, that's what what they got. Yeah, I I think that the
2: main one of the main things for if you were to come on to Greyhawk would be just the anthropological Mm
0: -hmm. finds. No, I I would see both the Victorians and the the Earth Power showing up with you know a couple chests of um, gold slugs just to pay for a facility to be built around the portal. And then hire people to come and live there, like clerics and so forth. So when teams show up, they can get instant heals.
2: Yes, yeah. It'd
0: be a it'd be a waste. It'd be a waste station. Of course, it'd be a waste station. You know, manned by you know IDET troops or or at least some mercenaries they've hired from the fringes. To uh, you know, oh, fringe pirates. Yeah, they gotta have a use for them someplace. <laughs> you know, basically the forts.
2: For, I don't know hiring a fringe pirate cell to guard. There's always going to be somebody
0: with more money.
1: Yeah, I, would
2: unfortunately- not, I I I would just that that no we know how the fringe pirates are
0: Yeah yeah well you know the the fringe pr- pr- pirates thing aren't going to be a a problem after what five, ten years Yeah and, and-
2: because that yeah because we determined that the fringe pirates are the major big bad in the early campaign then yeah. it shifts to the melor then it shifts to the coptics yeah
0: yeah. So it, but anyway, you, this would be a, a base. If not, you have local mercenaries then, and they're about as trustworthy as any other mercenary. You know, unless there's. Well, I'm not sure. If mercenary companies have any um, special um, features that make them extra loyal. Uh, that actually was a feature for some mercenary companies in our history, where they signed the contract until you, until you do something to break it, they honored that contract.
2: Well, because that was a matter, their, their oh. matter of honor and pride was mm-hmm. a high thing with them. They were like, no, that's what makes us unique because we hold up our end of the bargain.
0: Yeah, and it, this and from the looks of it, technology works here just fine. I mean, look at the Barrier Peak stuff; yes. it's working just fine. So it would be this. This would become the uh, uh, Great Hawker name. What would the Great Hawker see? What's in the local neighborhood? I'm just gonna look and see. Just try to get a feeling. Let me let me channel my Greyhawker. Hawker. Um, would be the Holians. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, the Oh, it depends who who they first met. That's basically who they're going to call call us at call the people after. They could call us you, the uh, Unedin's,
2: Orangians, or something. Yeah,
0: you, yeah, Unidans or Vicky's or something. Whoever got here first, you know, or, and maybe we were not the first ones here, because what's a little further on down the way from them, in that direction, who's in that direction? According to the portal books. Well, well, because let's see, we have is not cuz we have we have the uh, the egyptians not the egyptians the coptics
2: well the coptics i don't think they got all the way to like negative 70 i mean bruce and i did the list a while back yeah. the Coptics are negative like 120s
0: but they, right. no,
2: but remember bruce you asked me a couple years back how far did the coptics go because you kind of wanted the information for your own campaign and they right. got back to like to like maybe i think the high 90s at the most but that's yeah. really
1: right. But I mean they really didn't have any real control below. Yeah, they, they were exploring. The, yeah, they were exploring, they were checking out for some place that might be worth going over and trying to take control from and uh but really their control was down to like 120 and above.
0: Yeah. Okay. So so basically uh if it, if, it, if it and there's probably been fringe walkers who's popped through and looked around and said, "Ooh, this is nice," and then left afterwards. So Yeah. They made us called the 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 outworlders. Yeah, called the fringe were the outworlders. So yeah, they a bunch. You're a bunch of outworlders, aren't you? <sighs> you know, look, I can hear them all with Yorkshire accents. Or oh, plane you.
2: Walkers because Planescape also linked with Greyhawk and the other worlds. That's I'm a true. little more familiar with Spelljammer than I am with Planescape. Yeah, I know of it. I have some PDFs, you know, like fan made PDFs. I've expanded on the Planescape setting, but. So I'm I can back on Spelljammer.
0: So I'm looking at this map. And you said you put it in the in the Gnarly Forest between
2: Divers uh, and Bray, yeah.
0: Greyhawk. Yeah. So what near Ogler's Bend? Yeah. Goxmere.
2: Oh, I got to do that whole getting up thing. <laughs> God, I hate you. Um, <laughs> and see, I would only really be able to talk like that to to these two because they don't <laughs> yeah, get all magnifying glass and everything up in here. Um. I hear you snickering over there. Wait, so, um, What is that, Sonny? <laughs> uh, between Divers and Greyhawk, there's a uh, a bit of the gnarly forest that juts out and kind of separates them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, th- there, and according to the map I'm looking at, there's Camp Greenleaf, uh, there's Oakler's... Oh,
2: Oblars- no, that's a, more, that's a far, far more detailed map than what I got here. I got the one from the Living Greyhawk Gazetteer.
0: So, would you say in the middle... Of that green bit, that green bit. Yeah. All right, so they're probably near Goxmere or Ogler's Bend. Okay, it,
2: well then, yeah, little farm, little farming villages or logging villages that. Yeah,
0: there's a lake near both of them. They're they're actually literally at the opposite ends of the same lake. <laughs> so I can imagine that the port. Greyhawk,
2: well, because Greyhawk and Divers are near near Div, the major inland sea.
0: Yeah. But these two, yeah. But I'm looking at an interactive map. We'll, well, I'll paste a link to this map in in the show notes later. But yeah, that's there's a uh, there, yeah, right there would be a good spot. Um, what hex is that? It's hex. Wow, which way the number is going? Oh, it's going. They're going that way. Okay, so that would be. He- oh, I don't going to worry about a hex F two three one one seven nine. Somewhere in that area, somewhere in that hex. It's just near the top of the green but it's, but it's still, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a minor road going through there. Um, these are just farming villages from most of it and yeah, in the middle of the forest and yeah, that'd be, you know, I can just see another city growing there and becoming, you know, cause th- there'll be a lot of trade coming out of there cause we can bring things, our alchemical, alchemical curatives and so forth that work just fine here. I'd imagine. You know anything we've now
2: that you said that, John. I'm going to have to totally redo how because your your stuff makes sense. Yeah, it. I'm going to have to totally redo how I run Greyhawk. That yeah, you can, you can bring stuff from other planes of existence and it works fine. Yeah. Making new stuff is the, so massive trade would have to occur.
0: Yeah, this because yeah because.
2: You shut down that fringe portal, or you? Yeah, that that yeah, place would dry up like you know.
0: Oh, here's the question. For that one, does it list it as a ring station or as a portal?
2: Hmm. No, it but really usually, doesn't mark them. It's just on and off. Remember, this is the portal.
0: Hmm. Doesn't say if it's a ring station or portal. It's probably a, it's probably a portal. So it's just the uh, so no one can see it unless they're fringe worthy. Uh, no, would, would you? Be s- a that would be yeah, a warp. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Warp. It'd be a warp. Yeah. So somewhere buried underground is the, uh, actual ring station. Yeah. Uh, yep. I can see it now. It's, it's only like 20 feet underground, but it's completely encased in roots. Yeah. But you can find it fairly quickly. Just go over and touch a tree. If that tree happened to have its roots in that thing, boop, it's gone. <laughs> it's pulled underground. And, uh, uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, probably not, but still, that'd be that'd be funny watching a tree get yanked underground because you, you you made it fringe worthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a forest, so yeah. So the first thing you do is clear a road, um, which means you need to talk to the to the rangers and the elves and all that stuff to make sure you can clear that road, and then you start building a city. Then of course you got to talk to the rangers and elves again about making about making a city here.
2: Yeah, from what I With the <laughs> gnarly forest that's old. Growth forest. That's
0: hundreds of years old. Ooh, which, no, It's it, probably the right. I mean, look at this. Uh, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. Ooh, it's seacoast. And from the looks of it on the planet. Ooh, elves live there, right? Yeah. Ooh, redwoods. Okay, yeah. Redwoods or the equivalent thereof for you know this is stuff that elves love. What elves right. love these yeah.
1: And redwoods they have roots that go out in all directions as tall as at least as tall as they are. So you're talking about just the, the entire forest ripping up, and getting pulled in. And redwoods have this. Um, You know, you have a nurse tree in the center Which is then surrounded by a ring of redwoods So they'd all have interconnected roots, too So they're all going, too
0: Yeah, yeah Oh, you know what the gift would be to let the elves um, uh, Let you go there? You go find three broops Oh! And and introduce them to an elf
2: Oh! (laughs) A termellarn home tree on Greyhawk Oh, wow
0: yeah, it ruled that forest.
2: <laughs> but, but kindly and benevolently. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> and be bestest buddies with the elf, with its elf master. Oh yeah, an
2: elf with a and home tree. There would be pigs in slop that would be jealous as hell of that
0: elf. Um, and of course the other elves would demand more broops. Well, okay, you need at least two more batches of broops. And then you'll have three trees, and that's enough for them to get busy and have wild tree sex. Yeah. And then you'll have trees everywhere. So,
2: yeah, you can (laughs) see that when we get on a subject, we find all sorts of little ways to make this work. Mm -hmm. I was confident in that, folks. I mean, I knew throwing this idea that these two, it Mm -hmm. would just off the races. So, yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, this this is a place where, where you can set up a base of operations. Now, you can't manufacture things here, but you can make it a major supply and medical base because of yes. the healing spells. So getting various clerics on your side and having saying, various temples and shrines so they show up and you have clerics on demand. And they can someone comes in missing half a leg. It's, better, it's just as good as a dock box.
1: Well, yeah, but not only that. You have got basically a, a medieval society, so they're cheap. You know, their labor is cheap. So you bring in all kinds of stuff, and you create an assembly line, and let those guys and women and children, you know, and, and whatever you want to call your demi humans, you know, just work work themselves to bone like a little Santa's workshop, just cranking out, you know, hundreds of thousands of items that you can then turn and sell in other worlds. Yep.
0: Things that they can make.
1: Right. Heck. You in, can't in, manufacture in, in, them there, but you can put them together. Yeah. Yep. Oh,
0: yeah. You, you and, yourself- fact,
2: Greyhawk is a massive center of learning. There is a university in, gray, in the city of Greyhawk, which mm-hmm. means that would be massively useful to anyone setting them a base there because they would have some of the most detailed information on that world in that library. And it's maybe. Well, if you have a jeep and it works, less than a day's travel, a couple hours from this base camp, and you'll be in the old city.
0: Um, I think because the the Brits would know this uh, better than we would, and that's horse friendly uh, pavement. Because you know what, it, driving a dirt road's nice. I'd rather have a paved road. <laughs> And I'm trying to think, what is a horse, uh, horse-friendly surface materials, thanks to the federal government? Wood. Wood Wood would chips. Be, wood chips. Um, let's see, aggregate, crushed rock is okay.
1: Um, Has to be pretty fine.
0: Uh, they, uh, crushed rock with fines is considered ex- Excellent. Um, of the pavement style, only rough textured concrete and hard traction friendly pavers are considered oh. good.
2: Okay, folks, by the way, <laughs> earlier I mentioned an article about a post-industrial Greyhawk where you would have a equivalent to a modern day or slightly futuristic Greyhawk. For your matters of reference, it is Dragon issue 277 published in November 2000. On page 48, it was by Philip Athens, and it worked with, you You can do it with pretty much, if you were to, let's say, use Greyhawk and start introducing modern tech to them, that article called Greyhawk 2000 would be a very good way, it's a good resource material for, okay, well, here are these elves now, and, you know, and the dwarves, and they've started, you know, using Hmm. techno-magic to mimic... The technology we bring That would be good resource material for it. That particular article as I said Greyhawk 2000 in, it Issued Dragon 277 From November 2000 You can yeah. probably find it At used gaming stores Ebay But definitely I, I have it With my living Greyhawk gazetteer And it was a fantastic article It said okay what would Greyhawk Be like in a thousand years and they basically, with a little bit of techno magic, it was very similar to the real world.
0: Mm-hmm. This is just some oh, yeah.
2: reference for all of you
0: there. Just yeah, I mean, basically, I can see that under, and it would be a mixture because everyone would want to help them at that point. So there'd be a mix. You know what? You know, can you make computers? No, but you can probably get gnomes to make a Babbage version of a computer.
2: Oh no, so. no, you get a gnome <laughs> going, there, and Greyhawk. They'll make a they'll make a difference engine in a heart. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's quite, you know, so it'll be a mixture of te- ver- the different technologies that work. You know, so, so if you take glass.
2: It would, it would be a Technomagic computer. Yes, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'd probably have imps running it instead of Steam, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, ele-
2: ah, elemental bound magic. We'll discuss that in the Eberron episode mm-hmm. later on. Yeah.
0: That was um, an option. Option for optional uh for alternative yes. means of making firearms.
2: Yes. Oh no, we went off on that one too in the group, folks, about how to go around making <laughs> firearms. We can leave that for another time because we've got three more settings to do in this little series. It's as yeah. said a Project of Mine. Yes. So yes, going through the fringe portal into the world of Greyhawk, Orth, it is good for setting up a supply and Medical station It would be fantastic for Anthropological study Because the six cultures that I had Bruce talk about And again, we disagreed on What we thought they were fashioned after That's Bruce and I, we have different viewpoints I, I respect him greatly And we were sort of close on the Rennie Because it kind of hits you in the face on what they are But also Let's face it, if you've got some type of Pop culture geek that's on an IDET And he realizes where you are And you come out that one portal in the gnarly forest, he's going to say, we're going to the city of the right. Why? I said so. Trust me. Don't go to the ruins. So there are a lot of in-game and out-of-game reasons why adding Fringeworthy to the world of Greyhawk would work wonderfully. And as John and Bruce and I just discussed, down the line, using it as a campaign point. Of course, I will be doing the other three gaming settings that... TSR and Wizards of the Coast put out Pixie will be helping me with Forgotten Realms Then I will be working on Dragonlance And then my personal favorite out of the four Eberron Of course we will have more for you Next week But Oh by the way if you want to contact us about this Fans of the Tri-Tac Podcast fringe RPG fans Hit us up on iTunes Go to the Podbean site, trytaxsystems.podbean.com. Feedback, and, feedback, feedback, please.
0: And don't forget our Discord uh, server. Oh yes,
2: that that's John's baby there. Yeah, we got the Discord. We got the Google Plus groups.
0: Yep. There's a link to the Discord group in on, on our navigation page on our on, on the Podbean site.
2: Okay. <sighs> Question: Yahoo groups are they still even open?
0: Yes, and people oh are gosh. busy. People are still mig- are migrating over to I.O., but I don't know. So far, it, they still work.
2: Okay, all right. So even Yahoo groups, if you are old school, and yeah, that is old school now, the Yahoo groups. We have plenty it's of like methods. 30 years old. Well, still, listeners, players, game masters, we've got plenty of methods for you to contact us and just give us feedback, feedback, feedback. We love getting it because it gets us going even more on these subjects. Don't think that we forget about a lot of these subjects once we're done with them. It's not like a pitcher of water we empty and go to the next one. No. As I said, though, we will have more for you next week. But until then. This podcast is protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and make all attributions to the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. The views, information, concepts, or opinions expressed during the TriTech Games podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of TriTech Talents LLC or make claims to its intellectual properties as well as any other properties mentioned in this podcast.